0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church, with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. If I was, if I was really, really honest with you tonight, there have been moments in my thirty-four years now—oh, gosh, more thirty—coming up thirty-six years of following Jesus. Where there's been a few times I've had to just kind of take God aside and just have a little bit of a conversation with God about it's it's getting a little awkward. Your Bible says that you're no respecter of persons, but I kind of feel like you may be over not that I'm not that I'm unappreciated, but I feel like you're overdoing it. Like I just feel like. You say that everybody's the same and nobody. I feel like I'm special. You answer all my prayers. You do amazing things. Like there are other people you may want to. Then as I begin to read the scriptures, I begin to see that David writes. He says, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man? that you set your thoughts upon him. David said, if I was to run from you, where would I go? If I was to make my bed in hell, you'd come for me. Job doesn't even realize, but there's a conversation amongst angels and one that had gone dark. God said to the angel gone dark, he says, where have you come from? Since I've come from the earth, walking back and forth, going to and fro, God said, Earth, have you considered my servant Job? There's none, none like him. Fears God, shuns evil. Love that kid. I want you to know tonight God's eye is not just on you, but his face is toward you. When, when we hear that God's face or God's gaze is towards us, the first and correct response is one of disqualification, one of, oh my gosh, alas, woe is me, for I am a sinful man, Isaiah. This is how beautiful God is. In Exodus 34, Moses says to the Lord, he says, God show me your glory I want to see your glory he has no idea what he's asking sinful man cannot stand in the presence of a holy God without judgment breaking out and killing the man sinful man sinful flesh cannot enter into God's holy presence God says to Moses, He says, I'm going to accommodate. He says, there's a place by me. You shall stand on the rock. And behold, I will make my goodness pass before you. I'll make my goodness pass before you. And it'll be that as my goodness passes before you, I'll scoop you up with my hand and I'll put you in the cleft of the rock and I will cover you with my hand. As I pass by. So Moses goes up onto the mountain, and all of a sudden, fire and smoke and ground begins to shake. And the next one he finds himself picked up and he's put into the cleft of a rock. And there's a there's a light that is now covering him. It's the hand of God. And the Bible says, and the Lord caused his goodness to pass by. The Lord, the Lord, gracious and merciful full of loving kindness and compassion but by no means clearing the guilty visiting the iniquity on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation god just showed god just showed moses just one snapshot just this tiny little fragment a tiny little piece of his glory the bible says moses had no idea but when he came back down to the mountain all the people freaked and fell down before him because his face was glowing how beautiful God is that he he hides Moses in a cleft covers him when he has him stand by him there's a place by me you shall stand on the rock that rock is Jesus that covering is his blood so that we can behold the glory of God God made a way for Moses before Christ to see his glory I'm telling you God is for you he is so for you he sent his son to die on the cross that all that would disqualify you and I a covering has been provided I walk with God not because I'm sinless I'm sinless because I walk with God. What He did on the cross, His atonement on the cross, my God, my God. I want you to know tonight His favor is towards you. His goodness flows towards you. His love, He has set His love upon you. Just receive that again tonight. Don't let the devil lie to you. He'll tell you you're disqualified. He'll tell you you're no good. You don't pray as much as you should. When was the last time you read your book? He'll try and tell you, but you're in the house of God. You made the effort to be here tonight. You better believe God loves you. if you need a breakthrough, guess what? Breakthrough is in the house. If you need a miracle, miracles in the house. If you need healing, healing's in the house. Healing's in the house. The Bible says there was a woman when she heard When she heard that it was Jesus passing by, she she, she came through the crowd, she she came through the press, saying within herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She was immediately healed. Because she heard about Jesus, she made the effort to be where he was and to touch him and healing flowed. Healing is in the presence of Jesus breakthroughs in the presence of Jesus. Transformation, salvation, deliverance, freedom, God's goodness. Pastor Mike had a, had a beautiful word. He was right on the money. Sometimes it can sound selfish. It's not. You are the apple of God's eye. You are the apple of God's eye. God is besotted by you. Do you know, almost all Bible scholars that I have ever studied agree that if you or I were the only person ever to sin, Christ still would have made the journey and hung on a cross to provide atonement. If you were the only person that ever sinned, God still would have left heaven and hung on a cross because you matter to Him. Amen. Amen. Come on, if you receive that, give God a praise. Thank you so much, musicians and singers. Go ahead and take a break. Smile at somebody real big and say, man, I hope, I hope it's a good sermon tonight. And I want you to know it, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I went to uh, www.walmart.com forward slash sermons and uh, they had a sale. They had a sale and that's where I got, what? Oh, it is so good to be here. East Lake. Come on. One of the greatest campuses, I mean, it's full of world changes. It's full of the most amazing people. Dr. Lisa Dunn came to us, approached us a little over a year ago saying, hey, listen, with COVID, with the lockdowns, with the shutdowns, have you ever thought of starting like a school, an academy? And I'm like, wow, well, I've given it some thought and while other people are still talking, what I love about this girl, she's doing. And we have you know pretty much 700 students, 82 teachers. And they're, they're learning about our constitution, they're learning faith and they're learning freedom, and they're in a great environment, and they're not choking with, with masks, and it's just so beautiful, it's so beautiful. So thank you, Dr. Lisa. Thank you, Dr. Lisa. We have the amazing Annika who, you know, takes takes theatrical ideas and puts wings on them so that I said to Leanne, I'm going to, you know, this year I'm going to, normally I try to go to all of them. I said, this year, you know what, all right, all right, I, I get in trouble. I said, you know, I'll only go to half. And... I came back on the first night and said, you know what, I, I don't mind sleeping on the sofa, but I'm going to all of them. And, uh, but by the third one, I said, you know what? The, the third hero, I said, you know what? Yeah, I cried, number one, number two, number three. I've, I've done all my crying. I will not cry, you know, I'm blibbering like a, and they, they were just unbelievable, unbelievable. You know, thank you, Annika, for being so amazing. <laughs> now I'm in trouble. Because I mean front row, second row, third row, fourth row, I mean every row. So just, you know, just kind of pat somebody on the back next to you and just say, you're pretty darn awesome. You're pretty pretty special. You're amazing. Well, come with me in your Bibles because I want you to know the title of my message tonight is called Climate Changes. Climate Changes. I know that we're already being blamed for changing the climate. You know, we're already being blamed and they need trillions of dollars and and buildings with no windows because of, you know, climate change and climate change is an existential threat and... We should believe them this time, even though they said in the 70s an ice age was coming, which was an existential threat. And then they said that the polar ice caps were melting and polar bears would be extinct, but we've got more polar bears now than we've ever had. And so, you know, and then they said that because of, you know, what we're doing with, you know, felling trees and the Amazon, the oxygen and everything. And then now we have actually, there's more trees. Planet Earth is greener today than it's ever been because we can actually plant trees, believe it or not, for everyone you can... Chop down you can plant another dozen if you like and so anyway and so so this is the latest one but I just thought okay well you know does what does the bible say on climate change and so come with me to the book of James chapter 5 the book of James chapter 5 we're going to read from verse 13 we're starting a brand new series let us pray and it starts in verse 13 and my wife said I was struggling the other day I'm 54 and she's like you look like you were struggling up there and may need to wear glasses, but I refuse to wear glasses. Thank you, but I can do it, I can do it. I can't see the little numbers though. That's what's annoying me. Those little pesky numbers, I'm sure they've shrunk them. I think they've shrunk the numbers. Rudy, they've shrunk them. All right, I'm pretty sure this is verse 13. Is anyone, <laughs> is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone among you cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah, verse 17, was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, verse 18, and he prayed again and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So he prayed, and then the rain stopped for three and a half years, and he prayed again, and then it started to rain. To me, that sounds like climate change. That's climate change. So I want you to know the Bible says that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Verse 17, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. In other words, James is trying to say, hey, I want you to know when you read about Elijah, it wasn't that, that he was an angel or he was a celestial being. He was a human being like you and I. He was a man with a nature like ours. He got depressed. He got tired. He got wore out. He got angry. He got fed up. He got lonely. He, he, he had a nature like ours. But he tapped into something. And, and, I need, and I need you to understand that the, the same anointing that rested on Elijah is the same anointing that can rest on you today. The, the, the same spirit that filled Elijah is the same spirit. It's not a different Holy Spirit. It's not, the Old Testament didn't have a different God. It didn't have a different Holy Spirit. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. Can I just tell you that God is no respecter of persons but he is a respecter of principles. He's no respecter of persons but he is a respecter of devotions. He's no respecter of persons but he is a respecter of offerings. He's no respecter of persons but he is a respecter of consecrations. He's he's no respecter of persons but there are things that move God. There are things that, that move the heart of God. You can activate God's flow towards you. So so if you said to me, hey, pastor, you know, what, what, what's, your, what's your goal for Awakened Church? You know, what, what's your goal? Like I've, I've made the effort to come here tonight and you're up there now with a microphone. Whoa, 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 what's, what's your goal? What's your, what's your end goal tonight? My end goal tonight is that, that your your faith would go to another level that your, your understanding around God and what is available to you would go to another level, that you would walk out of here tonight realizing that you are a climate changer, that you are called to change the climate, to change the atmosphere over a city, to change an atmosphere over a home, to change an atmosphere over an environment. When, when we came to San Diego, what was so beautiful is the devil always overplays his hand and the devil tried to tell us what we weren't to touch. He told us, when you come to San Diego, number one, if, if you want to have people turn up to your church, do not let the Holy Spirit move. Do not be a Spirit-filled church. Numero uno, zero, Espíritu Santo. Okay, that's what he said. Number one. Number two, he said, Don't let the females preach. Do not, whatever you do, do not unleash a Stacy Capaldi. Do not <laughs> unleash a pastor, Stacy. Do not unleash a pastor, Katie. Do not unleash a pastor. Now Nat- I mean it is and so we thought, okay, that's number two. What else, what's number three? And they said, and number three, whatever you do, this is Southern California, very materialistic, do not speak about money. So I immediately identified the, the three things that were a ceiling over the church. And then I'd meet with pastors, and pastors would say, hey, you know, with your church, let me just give you some advice, number one. And I'm like, wow, you're echoing what the devil told me. And, uh, and so, but they were, all li- they were all happy to live under it. But but we, we, we were here to shift the atmosphere, to shift the atmosphere, to shift the atmosphere. So now come with me in your Bibles to 1 Kings 17, verse one. Let's see if I can find that one. 1 Kings 17, verse one. Thank you. Come on, prophesy. I'm trying to, I'm believing God. My eyes are being healed. I'm getting younger. God renews my youth like the eagle. All right. All right, here we go, First Kings 17, verse one. I promise, I promise I'm gonna finish on time tonight, it's gonna be good. 17, verse one says, and Elijah the Tishbite, which sounds painful, it's not. The Tishbite, it does sound, but it's not, it's just where he is from. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, Ahab was the king, said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, There will not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Except at my word. He probably would have joined, got the same rebuke, Pastor Mike, you were talking about. But look, what does he say? There won't be dew nor rain these years except at God's word. Like how arrogant that he says there will be no dew nor rain these years except at my word. The reason he could say except at my word was because he made God's word his word. God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word in God's mouth because it's God's word. God's word. The the devil attacked Jesus three times in a wilderness and three times Jesus whooped him by saying, it is written. It is written. Hey, devil, it is written. Three times. Why did he do that? Why didn't he just... Why didn't he use some of his magic? Because <laughs> he was modeling. He was modeling. He's saying, devil, let me just tell you, you're like a mosquito. You're like a, little, like a little fly. Do you know he's like a little fly? One of the names for the devil is Beelzebub. Beelzebub means Lord of the flies. So the next time the devil tries to tell you he's Lord, say, yeah, Lord of the flies. Sorry, I just reduced your kingdom. I'm Lord of the flies. Three times, it is written, it is written, it is written. So point number one, have God's word in your mouth. Have God's word in your mouth. Have a look at this scripture in Psalm 103, verse 20. It's the most magnificent scripture, Psalm 103, verse 20. It talks about it talks about the angels. And it says, Bless the Lord you, his angels, who excel in strength. The angels excel in strength. In in Hezekiah's day, God sends one angel, and that one angel goes into a battlefield. And in one night kills 170,000 Syrian warriors so that when they wake up in the morning, the camp is full of dead carcasses and they're like, do not touch Israel. Do not touch Israel because one angel was dispatched from heaven on a mission. One angel, 170. The God that we serve has angels who excel in strength. They do not just excel in strength. Do you know what they do? They do His word. They look at what it says. who excel in strengths, who do His word, heeding the voice of, of His word. Now here's what God showed me. The angels who excel in strengths do His word. They heed the voice of His word. The angels, another translation says, set themselves to both obey and uh, serve the word. They they obey and they respond to the word. Here's what God showed me. They don't know the source. They're not, they're, they're not even questioning the source. They don't know whether the word was sent from the Father. They don't know whether the word was sent from the Son. They don't know whether the word was sent from the Holy Spirit. They don't know whether the word came forth from Pastor Marco. They don't know whether the word came forth from Pastor Gladys. They don't know where, they, 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 All they know is, there goes the word of God, and they take after the word of God. If you want to see drama, if you want to see angelic, if you want to see heavenly, if you want to see things shift in your life, put the Word of God and speak the Word of God into that situation. Every single time in San Diego, every single time in the 16 years where we faced, where we faced battles, where we faced crises, I had nowhere else to go but God. When they told us our Zoe, when Liam was first pregnant with Zoe and we went to the ultrasound and they did the ultrasound and, and, and I'll never forget the, 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 the beautiful nurse who was doing the ultrasound. God had told me it was a little girl. We had three little boys. And, and she said, you know, uh, you know, what are you hoping for? I said, well, this one's a little girl. She goes, oh, you sound sure. I said, well, God told me. She goes, I don't believe in God. I said, well, you will, it's a little girl. And she goes, what have you got at home? I said, we've got three sons. She goes, oh, do you know the probability? I said, well, probability and everything. I said, I'm telling you, God made me a promise on a mountainside at 5 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. when I was praying that this is gonna be a little girl. I know it's a little girl. And she goes, Oh my gosh, it's a little girl. It's a little girl. <laughs> Leanne starts crying because she's so moved at the goodness of God. I start crying because the reason that God spoke to me and said, I'm going to give you a little girl was because my mother had had a car accident. And in Australia, uh, our, our uh, healthcare is free, which is you know pretty awesome, except you get what you pay for, but it's free. <laughs> so... So when my mother was 52, she went into menopause and so they put her on a menopause drug that at 54 they pulled off the market because when healthcare is free, you're the guinea pig, you're the the test dummy. And so they pulled it off because it brought on the calcification of the brain. She'd gone through the stop sign at the bottom of the street like she... Like we'd live there, instead of stopping, she goes through and has a head-on collision. She's in the hospital and they said, well, you know, she's got some head injuries, but she should recover. She never recovered, she only got worse. And then they found out that she had Alzheimer's and uh, she died at 58 of dementia. When when we went into the, the hospital to visit with her, she was the youngest by at least two generations. The nurses would cry and say, why is such a young lady here? We don't understand. We don't understand. So I'm here building a church on the other side of the world. My brother does not speak to me even to this day because he felt like I abandoned mum in her time of need to plant the church. And so, so I'm carrying all of this. And I'm, I'm up one morning because... Uh, I prayed for a lady that, that Sunday in church who, was, was, who had uh, been diagnosed with breast cancer and they were going to perform a double mastectomy and, and she was weeping. So I prayed for her and, uh, and then about three or four days later, I get this phone call, this dramatic phone call. You, you know, For the first 30 seconds, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, and then she calmed down and she said, "The cancer's gone. The cancer's gone. You know, there's no cancer." And so it was. It was awesome. How good is God? He's a God that answers prayers. But then my mum keeps getting worse in Australia, and I'm, and so I just had one of those very, very human Elijah nature like ours human moments where I talked to God. I couldn't sleep, and I said, "God, you know what? Honestly, I said I don't even know that that lady." And God bless heard that she got healed. But if she didn't get healed, I wouldn't be losing sleep. But I'm losing sleep because you're not healing my mama. Like you're healing strangers, but my mama's getting worse. And then the word of the Lord came to me and he said, your mama is going to come home to heaven. He says, and I'm going to give you a daughter and she's going to comfort you when your mama comes home. So I ran home and I woke Leanne. And she's thinking the house is on fire. I said, babe, babe, you're not gonna believe this. You're not gonna believe what God said. God said, we're gonna have a daughter. And she's like, in trying to go back to sleep, it was like five in the morning. She only opens one eye. She goes, not out of this body. Just, you know, and I'm like, what? So then that morning at breakfast, I'm like, babe, babe, did you hear what I told you? She goes, yeah, you said something. I said, yeah. She goes, but you only know how to make boys and I'm done. You know, (laughs) shop's closed. I'm like, what? And uh, so anyway, so, so now we have our, our little, so, so now Lee, the, the nurse, <laughs> it's a little girl. Leanne cries, I cry just because of all the emotion. Within, within 60 seconds, this is what the devil does, within 60 seconds, oh no. Oh no, that's, oh, oh, that's not good. Oh no, that's not good. She says, listen, we're gonna need you to come back in two days. For this is a 100-point ultrasound. We need you to come back for the 300-point ultrasound. There's a number of deformities. There's a number of markers. We think your your baby has severe chromosome deficiencies, Down syndrome, and a whole bunch of uh, deformities in her lungs and her the development of her vital organs. So we get in the car. We're driving home and... Leanne's obviously upset why would God do this, why would God do this and I don't have any answers I don't have any answers but I have a God that has answers so I go home and very different to Mike, Mike will get out his guitar and he'll write an amazing song like authority he'll get an amazing song like there's power in your name, like he'll write an amazing song It's a true story. It's a true story. I get my guitar and I go into the closet and I'm playing and I'm trying to remember some of the, you know, some of the chords. And I'm playing, As the deer panteth for, for, hang on, for, for the water, so my soul, so, so, so longs after. And then the Holy Spirit just says, just, 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 just play C. I'm like, I, I, C's easy. I, I said, I can, do, I can do like, you know, E minor and A minor and I can do And he's like, no, no, just, 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 just. Some feel a little bit embarrassed because I'm just a ring, a ring, a ring, just playing C ring. And something well, you know, I've, I've got to think, you know, just sing a song. And he's like, don't, 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 don't. I'm in a time of need. And he's like, don't play any more chords than C. And you don't, 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 don't sing. Don't. Like how many people know it gets pretty bad when God's telling you, you just don't, don't sing. Don't. Just just play, just play C. But then the word of the Lord came to me in my closet, James one seventeen, And I always know when it's God because I had to look it up. I'm like, James one. 1- James, uh, blessed are you when you go through. Now that's verse three. Hang on. So I go to my Bible and look and it says, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. And then the word of the Lord came to me and says, what I've given you is not damaged, is not deformed, is not broken. What I've given you will be good and perfect. I am still knitting her together in Leanne's womb. So I came out of the closet with that verse. I wrote it on on a card, and I wrote wrote it on another card, and I gave Leanne the card. She put it on her bedside table. I put it on mine. Uh, I, I wrote another one, and I put it on her mirror, wrote it out, put it on my mirror. Wrote another one, put it in her car, wrote another one, put it in my car. Every morning and every evening, I would speak the word. I would speak the word. I would speak the word over... When Zoe, was, when Zoe was born, so in the 300 count, they pulled us into the doctor's three white lab coats. And they're saying, listen, you're about 20 to 22 weeks, which is right on the cusp of uh, still being legal for abortion. We recommend you have an abortion. And we're like, we're not doing it. And they said, well, then are you prepared? And I said, oh, no, no. You know, we got a second opinion. Did you go to doctor such and such? I said, no. I didn't tell them where I went. I just said I went to a higher authority. And uh, come on, how many people know that Jesus is the most high? You can't get any higher than that. So what we did was we just put this word in our mouth. We put this word in our mouth. When you put God's word in, God's, in your mouth, you get God results. Jesus says that the word of God is like a seed. The word of God is like a seed. Jesus says the, 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 a sower went out to sow. He tells the story, the parable of the sower, and the disciples ask him afterwards, and he says, listen, if you can't understand this parable, how you understand any of the parables? All the parables, all the parables are connected to, flow out from, and are related to this parable. A sower goes out to sow seed. The sower is the son of man. The seed is the word of God. He, Jesus is playing all the roles. The seed is the word of God. If I sow an orange seed, I get oranges. If I sow a nectarine seed, I get nectarines. If I sow a plum seed, I get plums. Whatever seed you sow is the harvest you reap. If you sow the seed of the kingdom of God, you reap the kingdom of God. Inside every seed is the DNA to reproduce. That's why the devil, that's why Jezebel goes after the prophets of God in a time of pandemic, in a time of crises. Have you noticed they tried to shut down the church? Have you noticed that, that prophetic voices are censored? a muted, a silence because because the devil knows to bring chaos, to bring misery, to bring suffering, to bring destruction on the land, you've got to make sure that the word of God is not being sown because the word of God always produces the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness. The kingdom of God is joy. The kingdom of God is peace. The kingdom of God is freedom. The kingdom of God is liberty. The kingdom of God is deliverance. The kingdom of God is salvation. So Jezebel always tries to shut down the voice of of God and she wants to make sure the false prophets are speaking anxiety, speaking fear, speaking death, speaking hopelessness to overwhelm you. But thank God for a church that we refuse to back up, we refuse to let up, and we refuse to shut up. We're gonna speak the Word of God because we understand that God has put us in East Lake, Chula Vista, South Bay, to be climate changers. We will shift the climate. We will shift things when we speak the Word of God. Elijah says there'll be no dew nor rain these years except in my Word. Oh my gosh. And I promise you I'm gonna finish, but I've got two more points. And, all right, number two, number two, number two, number two, number two. Oh dear God. Number two is what I call duality of powers. This is the teaching part. That was the fun part, but this is the teaching part. I need you to understand this. So come with me to Psalm 89 verse 14. Psalm 89 verse 14. Psalm 89 verse 14 talks about Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. If you want to know why Satan goes after righteousness and justice, why he wants perversion and bribery and extortion, where the, the guilty uh, release, the guilty are, uh, but innocent people are locked up, is because the devil knows for God's throne not to be present over land, all he's got to do is attack its foundations of righteousness and justice. But watch this, righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. Mercy and truth go before him. So which one is it, God? Are you righteousness or are you justice? Are you mercy or are you truth? Both. I need you to understand God is both. I'm going somewhere. If I said to you, God, is God a king or is God a priest? He's both. Melchizedek, Melchizedek, is he a king or is he a priest? He's both. Melchi means king, Zedek, righteousness, he's the king of righteousness, but the Bible introduces him as the king of Shalom, the king of Salem, the king of peace. But yet when he comes out to Abraham, the Bible says he comes out and he ministers to Abraham as Melchizedek, priest of God most high. And he begins to prophesy and minister to to Abraham. Moses, when God called Moses, Moses was called to carry both anointings of the king and the priest. But Moses said, no, 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 I I stammer. And so after three attempts, God says, all right, he says, Is not Aaron your brother eloquent? Get Aaron. Aaron can be the priest. You op- you're gonna operate in the king authority. You're gonna go to Pharaoh and say, Let my people go, and then Aaron's gonna do all the tricks. <laughs> if you read your Bible, which we always encourage, you will find that the first time Aaron is away from adult supervision, excuse me, from Moses' supervision. The first thing he does is he makes the golden calves. He makes the golden calves. You're like, have it. What part of the 10 freaking signs? What part of opening the reds? What? <laughs> but of course, Aaron is going to compromise because he was birthed, established, and positioned in compromise. Because Aaron was, and if you read your Bible, which we encourage, from that time on, Moses literally has to do nearly all the atoning and lead the atoning. Because he was meant to carry both. Jesus, king or priest? Both. The Bible says he has made us a nation of kings and priests. The reason I've got point number two in there is because most people do not understand why at Awaken Church we get involved in politics. And beside politic being the matters of the people, this is why. Because you need to understand that God's throne has righteousness and justice, mercy and truth. These are parallel lines like a railway track. And all the way through your Bible and all the way through the world, you need to understand that there is always meant to be dual authorities. The dual authorities is the authority of the king, but it is separate from the authority of the priest. The reason our founding fathers and the reason the pilgrims came here originally was because King Henry in England started to rewrite things in the Bible, but he he proclaimed himself the head of the church, combining again, the kingly authority but bringing the priestly authority in subjection the priestly authority is not meant to be in subjection it's meant to be in objection it's meant to be objective because it's meant to hold this authority to account satan wants this authority and he 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 is vicious he wants to he wants he makes war forcing them to he wants to bring them to because he doesn't want them elijah comes to ahab the king and he says there'll be no dew nor rain these years except at my word I'm speaking in the priestly anointing. I'm speaking in a flow that will not submit under your idolatry, that will not submit under your paganism, that will not submit under your apostasy, that will not submit under your rebellion from God and I'm calling you to account and I need you to understand you may sit on a throne but I am walking in a priestly anointing and there'll be no dew nor rain these years except at my word and he turns and walks out. The reason that awakened church, we get involved is because we recognize that America needs the church. Our politics need the voice of the church. Our governments need the voice of the church. The church is, it represents the moral order. The church represents the down and out. It's the church that's meant to speak up for marriage. It's the church that's meant to speak up for family. It's the church that's meant to speak up. For those who don't have a voice, who are in the womb, developing in the womb, it's the church. And then the last point, the last point is pray until, pray until. What's interesting is that, oh gosh, I'm 20 seconds over. All right, Elijah releases a word, there'll be no dew, or rain, and phew, the heavens were shut. And then that same Elijah, the Bible says, and he prayed again and the heavens were opened. That's what it says in, but if you read the story, it wasn't like, you know, he just prayed once and the heavens opened. The first thing that Elijah had to do was he had to he had to take out the prophets of Baal. Elijah goes up onto Mount Carmel and he has a showdown at OK Corral, excuse me, at Mount Carmel. He has a showdown. And he takes on the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah. He says, let's have a competition. The God that answers by fire, He is God. And the Bible says they cut themselves and gashed themselves and danced around and did their their voodoo chants, nothing. And then Elijah repairs the altar and he's trying to get fire from heaven. And he heard Tony Rivera's offering message. He thought, man, God is moved by sacrifice. It's a drought. We've had no rain or dew these years. He goes... Pour water on the bull. They're like kerosene. He's like no, no water. Gasoline, no, no water. They're like Elijah. Don't know. Don't know um, if you like went to awaken academy. Dr. Lisa Dunn started it, but fire and water don't actually know if what water. And then he says, do it a second time. Do it a third time the three times I poured all this water on, the Bible says everyone was standing now in ankle deep water. If you're trying to get fire, why would you put water on the altar? If you're trying to get fire from heaven, why would you put water on the bull? Because the thing that was most sacred and precious in the land in a drought was water. And so he says, we're gonna bring to God that which is most precious. We're gonna bring, the Bible says, and he prayed once, (laughs) Fire come down, consumed the bull, licked up the water, and all the people fell on their face and said, "The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God." And He said, "Grab the false prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape." And He took them down to the brook Kidron, and He beat, He He wiped them out. <laughs> no sooner has He has He taken out the the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah that he looks up at King Ahab and then he says Ahab go up to your palace go up to your king authority because I'm about to go back up to the mountain that I just called fire down because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain I hear that the climate is about to change I hear that the drought is about to end because what was prolonging the drought was the lies and the absence of the word of God. Jezebel was killing the prophets and the the atmosphere was filled with fear, filled with anxiety, filled with lies, filled with deception. But Elijah refused to shut up. He refused to back up, and so he kept. And so now that he'd taken that out, now he could hear clearly. Can I just tell you? Can I just tell you? Our job is to absolutely call out the fake news, false prophets. Our job is to absolutely call it out and and encourage truth to to rise again, so that we can hear from heaven. And then the man who just hours ago called fire down climbs back up and the bible says he he bows himself on the ground and he prays and he sends his servant his servant runs and looks nothing comes back prays again sends his servant again his servant runs and looks and we we've been there we stood there and you could you can look out and you can see that there's just this tiny little little part there about Capernaum where you can see see the the ocean nothing a third time servant nothing fourth time fifth time the servants is not so Nothing. Elijah prays again. Go again. Nothing. Sixth time, you, you may not have heard correctly. You may not have. Elijah to prays again, sends him out a seventh time. A cloud it's, it's it's not much I had to it's a little just a tiny size of a man's hand Elijah run what run you will not make it to the palace before the entire sky is filled with black clouds it took him one word to shut the heavens but it took him can I tell you what the devil fears the most? A praying church. What terrifies the devil? Tuesday morning, 5.30 a.m., men gathering. What frightens him? Thursday morning, women. The devil is frightened. Come on, stand to your feet. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Let me just encourage you. Did you know that the devil trembles with fear, shakes, shudders with fear when even the weakest Christian prays? When even the weakest Christian prays? You may say, well, hang on. I'm just new to this church thing. I'm just new to this prayer thing. I don't even have my prayer language thing. Are you trying to tell me that, 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 that my kind of, I don't even know how to put scriptures together. The other day I put two together and I realized that they weren't even scriptures Are you trying to tell me that that prayer, yep. Come on, how can my flimsy little prayer frighten the devil? Can I just tell you? The devil trembles when even the weakest Christian prays. Because it's not the Christian who's praying. But it's the God to whom that Christian prays. That frightens the devil because he knows if that God hears and responds, it's game over. Come on, lift your hands high to heaven. Father, I thank you for a building full of climate changes, a building full of climate changes tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you that the oil of heaven, the anointing, the blessing, the favor of the the Holy Spirit rests upon you. And this is the word of the Lord to you there are things that you've been putting up with and things that you've been tolerating that you don't need to. If you just realize the power of God's word in your mouth, if you just realize the duality of authority, the devil wants you to believe that because you're not the king, because you're not the governor, because you're not the mayor, because you're not the head of the schools, because you're not the CEO, because you're not the the No, 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 you carry a priestly anointing. You, while, while, while they sit on their ivory thrones, heavens open and close at the sound of the voice of the saints. There'll be no dew nor rain these years except of my word. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for sons and daughters. I thank you, Lord God, for priests. I thank you for that anointing tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, say these words. Say, Heavenly Father, tonight I make a decision that your word will find a place not only in my heart but in my mouth. I will not back up. I will not let up. I will not shut up. But I will declare Your Word. I will speak Your Word. I will prophesy it over my life, over my family, over my finances, over my city, over my community. I believe Your promises. I receive Your promises. I thank You tonight that Your anointing, Your Holy Spirit rests upon my life. And tonight I make a decision that I will pray until my eyes see what my spirit hears. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Come on, if you receive that, give God a praise. Listen, I'm about to hand back to Pastor Mike, but band, the band is gonna sing a song. I know he's gonna dismiss the service because we've gotta get kids. But do this tonight, do this tonight. Every, when I was writing this message, I was in my, my, my study at home. And I had to close the door and I had to just get down once again on my knees again. And I just had to, I just, I just felt like I just needed to rededicate myself to prayer. Because when you got great leaders and when you got great exec people, and when you got great teams, and it's, it's, you can almost put your faith in what these amazing people can do. And I was just so reminded by the Holy Spirit that everything I have came when I didn't have any of those things but I was able to pray to God and see God move, getting back and maybe some of us here, we need to get back to our first love. We need to get back to, but the closing thought that I had was Elijah prayed until, prayed until his eyes saw what his spirit had heard. You're gonna hear that God is a healing God. You're gonna hear that God is a salvation God. He's a deliverance God. He's a breakthrough God. You're gonna hear those things. And they're going to go into your spirit. And you're going to be like, how do they happen? You add prayer. How long do I pray? Until. Is that a week? Until. I'm not sure what your until it was for him to shift. I'm not sure how many hours he was up there. But he prayed until. He prayed until. Nothing is impossible if you're willing to pray. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.